The Level Down Games podcast from March 22nd, 2021 is presented by leveldowngames.com. the Level Down Games Podcast. My name is Brian. I am your host today, and we have a panel of excellent judges. Welcome home for the uninitiated, the LDG Podcast. I'll just leave that in, Sean. is a weekly breakfast powwow amongst the crew at Level Down Games. I am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this morning, host of the Media Files every single Friday. He is intellectual. It's Kyle. <laughs> he is. Oh, man. Jesus. The Good Avocado morning, man. Brian. The avocado man. The avocado jester himself. <laughs> also here, he's finally back, co-host of Hit Our Music and All the Wrestling Podcast every single Thursday. I think he's still going to be on that show, too. It's Dan. What is going on, everybody? Good morning. You sat out last week, Dan. Your work schedule. Hey. Your work schedule. Yeah, that, yeah. the work schedule's not been fun. Work is for schmucks. <laughs> yeah, it's about to be. Well, I, yeah, I can't quit my job now, but I might actually uh, be getting a new job here soon, so stay tuned. Hell yeah. Rounding out the crew this week, the guy with all the sounds, he's also back. It's Sean. What's up? How y'all doing? Doing good. Glad the whole crew is here this morning. We've got a uh, a fun episode lined up, I think, but before we get to that, special shout out to Midnight Playtime and Neon Dan over on Twitter at Neon Dan TV. For providing the music to the Level Down Games podcast, go check him out over on Twitter and hit up his bandcamp at midnightplaytime.bandcamp.com to listen to more excellent wave vibes. Before we get into things on the episode today, shout out to our resident memer and Level Down Games number one announcer, Severin D, for suggesting a new concept for the Level Down Games podcast. We're going to go ahead and call this Sev's Clues. Kind of like Blue's Clues. <laughs> Every week, a different game will be the focus of Sev's Clues. Carefully listening to and paying attention to the Level Down Games podcast every week will allow you to hear the first three clues pointing you in the direction of the name of a specific game. The clues will start out hard and vague, with the third and final clue featured on the LDG podcast being slightly easier and maybe giving you a hint of what the game actually is called. Then after the podcast airs, the next two days in our Discord server will release one clue per day, with the fifth and final clue being basically a dead giveaway to whatever the game is. The first person to post correctly what game we're looking for each week in our Discord server will win their choice of a game key from whatever I currently have available that I've not yet redeemed. I purchased just a lot of bundles and random shit from websites like Fanatical and Humble Bundle. Go check the memes that Sev makes of me in Discord. I buy a lot of things, but I don't redeem everything. So anytime I do buy something, basically if I don't redeem it, I'm going to add the game and the key to a list that I'm going to keep kind of running. And if you win, you'll be able to select something from that list. And yes, you can take a stab at guessing the game before all clues have been given. However, I'm only going to post that someone has won if and when the correct game has been guessed or when we begin recording the next LDG podcast episode, because that's when each week's contest will conclude. If you think you know what game 
game these clues are pointing to, make sure you jump into our Discord server. Remember, the link can be found in the description of this podcast. And you want to post in the LDG podcast discussion thread under the LDG podcast in Discord. That's where you're going to put your guesses. Let's see what happens with this. Hopefully it goes better than the last time we tried a game. Uh, You know, let's see what happens. For your first clue, it's a high school setting. And uh, Kyle, why don't we kick things off with you? Because you're talking about a game that recently was added to the the PlayStation Plus, like, free games for for PS5. And it's actually a game that I played a little bit of, too. You're talking Maquette this morning. Yes, Maquette. Maquette was... Is it Maquette or is it Maquette? I think it's Maquette. Yeah, I don't know. Because, yeah. I like the way Brian says it. He sounds like a duck. Uh, Yeah, Maquette. Maquette. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've I've been saying Maquette. M-A-Q-U-E-T-T-E. I don't know. Um, but this it's is... It's French, uh, right? I think it's French. Probably. It's probably it probably is something... It's probably like Maquet. Maquet. Like, it's not this... Everything's silent. It's, <laughs> it's been a really um, interesting game so far. I think I'm about halfway through the game, and... The entire game revolves around this story of this this man meeting this woman in, I believe, a, a cafe. And you don't see any of it happen, but what you do see are the words that they write back and forth to each other. They kind of appear through the world as you go through it. And then you can hear some dialogue as well. And the whole world is this giant puzzle where you are trying to get back to places that were important to your relationship and important to you two becoming closer to each other. And the way that you do that is you're in this this building that has different buildings all around it. And in the middle is a is a toy of the building that you're in, a, 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 a model of the building that you're in. And you use that model by you move things around in that model. And when you move things around there, then things change in the real world buildings as well and i'm not sure that those are the real world buildings they are also kind of this weird diorama setup because if you look past those buildings then you it's can so see cool. that, <laughs> that those are those are smaller version in a bigger version as well and so it's just kind of and you could see what you're moving around inside the model if you look outside the realm yes. of like your world you can actually see like a giant key floating off in the distance exactly, as you move it around. Yeah. <laughs> now, the the thing that's really neat is if you, like, f- take the key, for example, if the key is really big, then you can take that key, set it on the ground, go over to the model, and pick up a smaller key. Yeah. It's super, super intelligent puzzle design. Yeah. Now, you can also take something that's kind of small, go and put it inside the model, and it will be much bigger on the outside, and you can go pick up a bigger version of it. And so it does work two ways, and sometimes you have to kind of fiddle with the puzzles that way, trying to make things bigger, trying to make things smaller, just to unlock a certain part of the puzzle. And sometimes it's not always clear, like if there is a key, do you need a big key or a small key? You just kind of, you have to judge by eyesight sometimes. And... Sometimes the movement is is a little janky, too. You'll pick up a key and it'll kind of get stuck on a wall, you know, and that's that's something that happens. It's not a huge deal and doesn't take a long time to figure out. But it is a really kind of unique way to do these puzzles. And I've been having a, a 
lot of fun with it. I think I'm, like I said, I think I'm about halfway through it. I do not believe this is a very long game, and so I should be done with it here before too long. But, I mean, more than anything, I'm kind of surprised by the really interesting story of the relationship of these two people and how it evolves and how they how they get to know each other and you know there's there's this line where they hang out for a while and and uh she goes you know they they go to a party together and the guy starts talking to her friends and and one of the friends say oh yeah you're her bestie and he kind of shuts down for a minute you know and then he goes and finds her and says please tell me we're more than friends and she goes yeah, we are definitely more than friends. And so there's there's these really sweet, tender moments about a relationship building. And that's been a lot of fun to kind of get into. I'm excited to see where that story goes. I I have a feeling that there's probably some tragedy or some heartbreak. I would, ha- I would have to assume. Yeah. Based on the setup of this game. That exactly. That's yeah. why they, he's trying to reconstruct these these places that they've been together. Because there's probably some heartbreak or tragedy that that comes into it, but I've not gotten that far yet. And so I'll report back about how much this game absolutely makes me cry, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm only I'm about two hours in roughly to this game. Now, I did get stuck a little bit there when uh, trying to figure out the uh, in in the second part. Uh, I think it was called the Gardens in that area when you where, had to where you have to the, use the the colored balls no that should be your favorite part no that's where i'm at right now actually oh, where okay. you have to have where where you have the three colored orbs yes yeah that's where i'm at right now actually oh, okay okay um i it took me a few like a good 10 minutes to figure out when i had the ticket that i had to shrink that down gotcha to uh to actually get into the amusement park sure so I, I've been having fun with this game, too. I, I think it's really intelligent, and I, I am looking forward to seeing how it concludes. But I need to jump back into it because it's been a minute since I jumped into it initially. Yeah, and, it's been uh, a fun game, and, and yeah, especially for a for a free game. I'm really happy to be to be playing it. You know, I've had a good time with it. So, yeah, definitely not bad at all. Uh, but Dan, you're back on the show. And you didn't have anything to talk about. I was going to put something in there for you, but uh, you know what? I decided that you might want to just talk some Warzone because you guys have been doing pretty well. Um, yeah, have I've you? actually got. I, they have I've been doing got, well. Yeah, we had Dan's, Dan's, Dan's surprisingly getting better, and it's we weird. Thirty something kill win last <laughs> night in Warzone. Were, were you uh, rolling threes? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, we rolled quads. Quads, I, I struggle with quads. I, plus, the uh, gentleman that we play quads with is struggle really with good. solo, too, Dan. Yeah, I've really stopped. Well, but I've, I've probably won the <laughs> most during solo. I know, I think you I have. probably have three or four solo wins. Um, but no, I prefer duos and trios. Uh, it just kind of works for me. Quads gets a little sweaty, which, I mean, you just got to play a little more reserved, which I, I am. The more that I've I've been consistently playing, I, I have got better. Uh, I, I can feel myself getting better, so my confidence is there. Um, are you and trying I like to I'm stick actually, with that now? Like, are you trying to stick with this for Twitch and... I, I well, I'd like to at least play it a, a few times a week for sure because I just I do I, I have fun with the 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 guys that I play with and I, it is something that I enjoy. It, you know, I just get frustrated because sometimes, you know, I'm I'm not that good, but I'm getting better. Just I've been watching videos, learning build outs. You know, I've really tried to embrace it, uh, listen to advice, and then just playing consistently helps you get better. Um, but the uh, 
Mill Pickleson, uh, he's really good. So uh, when he when we play with him, we get matched based on his skill. And, and that sucks. It, it, <laughs> it is. Like, we were getting wrecked. Uh, and then he quit because he kept getting uh, Dev Error 6634, which is a uh, thing that is plaguing the game right now. I was having issues with it on PC. They did a small patch and fixed it on PC. Thank God. But it is not fixed on console. Uh, specifically, it seems to be Xbox. My brother-in-law plays on PS5. He doesn't have any issues. Uh, it's very rare for him to get a dev error issue. But uh, the two guy- other guys that I play with on Xbox seem to get dev errors, uh, I don't know, three or four times a night. And it can get very frustrating because sometimes uh, there was one time I was in a helicopter flying with them and uh, they both got dev errored. <laughs> and I'm sitting in a helicopter and it literally just stays floating. And they're still in the seat, so it's not even like I can I can uh, switch to the seat to fly the helicopter, so I have to get out. And then it takes, I don't know, 15, 30 seconds for them to dev air and get booted out, and then I could, you know continue without them but there's no way to there's no like a, there's no rejoin feature at least in apex i think if you get booted there's a grace period where you can rejoin your squad there's none of that in uh, Warzone right now uh hopefully it's something that maybe they can do later on down the line i'm sure it's not that easy to do um but yeah the dev error is kind of plaguing the game right now but i am having fun with it because I, like i said I, i've got better um and just you know learning the metas and learning the guns and learning strategies and i i have it's enjoying it it's something that uh it's it's been a distraction from everything that i've had going on uh, i've no you know i've been everybody knows you know I, i've been kind of distant from podcasts here just got a lot going on so it's nice to just be able to jump in with these guys have a good time and uh, be distracted um but again warzone you know it's got a few issues the, the 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 hackers are still an issue now they have been banning a bunch of accounts and i'm glad to see that um it is still an issue um, on the PC side, of course. Is it getting uh, any better or no? It is. I'm not okay. noticing it as much. Because for a while, that was pretty bad. Yeah, it was literally like it seemed like every squad you were running into, there'd be somebody head glitching. At or, least you one know, person like checking yeah. or running wall so, hacks or something. Yes, wall hacks were, were huge. So it, it doesn't seem as prevalent, but it's still there and it, it can. Between that and the dev errors, it can kind of ruin the ex- experience or at least put you on tilt. Um, and, and, you know, and then you kind of affects your gameplay. Um, but no, I mean, overall, I'm enjoying it. Season two, I think I'm already almost halfway through the season pass. Uh, I had to grind out uh, a gun on Black Ops, which is it's kind of I it's kind of nice that I have Black Ops and uh, Modern Warfare because you can go in and just go into multiplayer and level up these guns instead of trying to do it through Warzone because it's tough because sometimes you know you got to get your load out so if you have a specific gun you want to level up you know you got to have that gun on you sometimes it's hard to find sometimes you don't get your load out so it's nice to be able to go in and kind of level up these guns um, because meta loadouts uh, you, you have to unlock you know you have to get these guns levels to like 70 sometimes and that can take quite a bit of grinding now there are there are double uh weapon xp tokens which are kind of nice 15 minutes 30 minutes 45 in an hour i do have a few of those i try to take advantage of but no overall it's been nice i've enjoyed it i think season two's got about 30 more days um so yeah i've kind of got bit by the war zone bug but i'm enjoying it and yeah being able to contribute and like i said we had that 30 kill uh win last night because yeah we were playing quads and then uh uh, Patchin, uh, P- Pickleson, Mick, Mick Pickleson, he, uh, he kept getting kicked from the game. So he just quit. And then literally the next game after quads, we jumped into trios and we won. And then the game after that, we came in second place. And if it wasn't for a small little blunder by my brother-in-law, 
not trying to call him out. We would have got first, but we got second. So uh, no, we were we were pretty much like top fifteen all night in trios. I mean, it, it was it was fun. It's a good time. So it just they they got to fix the dev error issue on console, and you know just keep baiting these accounts. Didn't they add an entire new map for uh, for for Cold War? They did. It's a it's a smaller map. I ha- I haven't played it a whole lot. Um, so is it in a rotation? No, or do you, you have to like select you, you, you it. You can to select do it. it. You select it, it, and it's kind. It. Okay. I can't remember how many players it is, but it's a much smaller map. I think it's fifty. I think right? it is I think fifty. It's 50. Uh, and then there is rumor that the new map that will be coming out, and they might be expanding it to two hundred and fifty players. That's rumor. Jesus but, Christ! Yeah, that would be insane. It would be insane. There'd probably be a little more action, especially like. Our, I guess my question would be, are they going to make, is the map going to feel bigger? Because it are, this map sometimes feels big. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes you go, you can go all the way till the end and, and not see anybody depending on where you drop. And that's another thing too is um, Shadow's been kind of watching one of the better Warzone streamers and kind of picking up tips and tricks. And uh, it seems to be, you kind of have maybe two places where you kind of jump uh, consistently on the map. So you just are very familiar with the area. Just to get better with the surroundings. Yeah, yeah. you're kind of familiar where like the drops happen and uh, yeah, get familiar with call outs and stuff if you do get into fire right away. And then you kind of have, uh, you kind of know where to go depending on how, where the circle looks like it's going to shift. You kind of are familiar with the terrain and that's actually that's actually really helped my game as well so it's a you know it's amazing how much just a little bit of research into even a game like warzone and you can kind of uh you know get a little consistency in your game because that's my biggest thing is just my confidence like you know we joked around about it but it 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 wasn't a lie we i was spectating a lot and you know that's not fun when i'm sitting there and spectating especially when i'm streaming so it's nice to be able to be into these games uh you know deep into these games and i'm not spectating most of the time so it's, no it has it's i enjoy it i'm having a lot of fun with it get deep up in get there deep Dan. on in there and then them swiss rolls baby oh dang <laughs> take it to the base all right <laughs> sean uh, since you're back on the show too, I think it'd be uh, you know appropriate Welcome. because you want to talk some Stardew board game that you've been playing. And uh, have you not jumped into the multiplayer updates for Stardew Valley as well? I don't think you've talked about the end on the show either. Yeah, man. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. Like, I'm nervous to get into the 1.5 content right now because oh, so you, haven't, you haven't jumped in yet. I I'm, I play with my wife. We play couch co-op. And we're in springtime of season two right now. And we're on the beach farm. So the way we play the game is completely different than what I'm used to. We, we have a limited area of crops. And then I've got like a huge cauliflower patch right now. Oh, man. Did you I hear did. that? I freaking, I'm, my body was like, hey, puberty there. F talking. Um, <laughs> we we have a huge cauliflower patch right now so i'm just like working on building up the farm before i go to ginger island so the 1.5 it unlocks if you have the community center done it unlocks the ability to go talk to willie the fish guy the rack fish guy. and then yeah rack him rack rack ball no um the guy at the dock you know willie yeah um, rack him willie yeah, yeah willie the dock so, guy yeah, that that guy. I'm showing him who was the high now. So, anyways, you could talk to him. He's got a tugboat or something, and then you can go to the new island. I haven't done it yet. I, I got the invitation 
um, at the beginning of spring. And I was like, ah, I'm just going to wait it out. And so we're just working on stuff at the farm, having a good time. But anyways, the board game came in. Okay. And the board game is amazing. So it, it is a completely different feel than the video game, but it's the same because it's the same IP. So it's a cooperative board game. There's no like playing against each other type thing. You have to work with the people. If they're not going to work with you, you're probably not going to win. How many so players is it cool. up to? It's up to four. Okay. And every player takes a profession and that's like their specialty in the game. So there's farming uh fishing mining and oh gosh foraging i, I believe is the fourth no one no one in my that house plays foraging yeah we we don't like foraging but um basically the board is laid out just like the map in the game and then there's areas on the board that you can travel to and use actions so each player gets two actions a turn and you can pick wherever you want to start on the board each turn you go there take an action and then you move once and take another action so you cannot travel or traverse the whole map in one turn and it really limits you and makes you strategize with your team on what it is you want to do during that turn because there are season cards and there's a limited number of days that are in the game. So if you don't complete all of the different tasks that you have assigned to you within the year, you lose the game. So for example, how do you win? There's either grandpa's goals and there's four cards at the top of the game board that tell you specific things you have to accomplish within the year. Then there's also the community center where there's I want to say six bundles for each like each room has a bundle so six total rooms there's six bundles and each player has to contribute or there has to be an equal number of like contributions for the number of players in the game for that bundle so for example if you go in the crafts room is like we need any fall forageable and you're playing with four people you got to donate a total of four fall forageable pieces off the board so it's it stacks the deck against you the more people you play with, so it's an advantage and a disadvantage to beat the game. It sounds like something I've played before, but I'm trying to trying to remember as you talk like what it was that Jessica and I played that that seems similar to what you're describing. Because we it play a lot like of co-op board. Game, it sounds like that game, uh, that video game, Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah, that you know maybe. that that's that checks out. You know, it, it is a fun game, though. It's a completely new take on Stardew Valley. Like, all of the animations are hand-drawn. They're not pixelated art from the game. So it's not just repackaged IPs shoved onto a board game. It really is, like, a completely new look at everything. It sounds fun. I definitely want to check yeah. it out. I'm going to, like I said, I, I have the website booked. I mean, just the regular for the for the board game but i'm sure that it'll become readily available elsewhere as the, there's a uh, lot of pieces to as the months go on you definitely need the full dining room table to set this one up well, that could be an issue <laughs> yeah that, that some people you know how it is like you bust we, out a board we, game, know, we, know, we normally play on our space. on our coffee table and uh yeah. 
because we don't have a dining room table. <laughs> I, I think you could rock a. I think you could rock a coffee table. You just got to be like you know consolidating yeah. and stuff. Yeah, smart with your space usage. That's what we usually are, because yeah. we, we have we have small space constraints. So you make it you make it work though, baby. Yeah, you make it work just like Dan makes it work. Small space oh, constraints. Shoot. Small space constraints. <laughs> Hell yeah, had to figure it out. You're back on the show, Dan. I gotta throw you. I gotta throw a Dan short dig in there For somewhere. Thirty years I've been trying That's to figure it out. That's how I get him to come into Discord. Yeah, it's the only way. <laughs> I'm always like tagging in with with the joke or something about that. But uh, you you are actually a really good sport about that, dude. Like I I kid you not. <laughs> I think that you are so funny with it. The way you react, it's hilarious. I can't, I don't know, I can't handle it. Oh, I mean, I, I look for the trademark damn it man whenever uh, yeah, we say like a, a yeah. joke about you being short. Yeah. It's not a damn it man, is something I've always said. It's even, I think, just with working and anytime my like, uh, this dude that I work with, and every time shit hits the fan and he comes up, he's like, You'll never believe what happened. And he tells me the story. And I'm like, just, Damn it, man, what the fuck, you know, just. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna trademark it. Put it on a T-shirt. You should put it on a coffee mug. Yeah. It should be an emote on your Twitch channel. Damn it! Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, could, I do need to. I could uh, update my emotes a little bit. About time. Yeah, put a Swiss roll on there. Mm. I could do a Swiss <laughs> you roll. You should. I could put my mouth and you should absolutely do a Swiss roll. Real quick here before we talk about the game that I brought to the sad anus, your second clue for Sev's clues is photos. I was going to talk Neptunia Virtual Stars this morning. Um, It it is another RPG that I've been trying to get into uh, over the last few weeks as I've been also trying to finish Ease 9, which I did do the other day. Thank God. Finally finished that one. Nice. Moving on. What does that put you up to on the game challenge this year? (laughs) Six. (laughs) Well, that's good. Not really. (laughs) Yeah, you're 10% 10 there, bud. Yeah, no, that sucks. I, I'm, I'm normally at much more than six right now, and, and and it's just it's been a tough year to finish games. Kyle's I think eight, I'm at he's two, me. right? You're or a one. am I at one? One. Yeah, one. Yeah. What are you trying to give yourself extra credit for? I'm the you king know of you only finished thinking, a fucking dog. game. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's knocking on my door. He's finished five games, so yeah, it's that's been probably a, uh, been a light year for us. Warzone, I might be that might be coming to a screeching halt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we've uh, we've had a light year in terms of finishing games, but um, Neptunia Virtual Stars, I'm just I'm not digging it. I don't like it, so I, I don't think I'm going to be spending much more time with it. Um, I'm probably never going to finish it. I'm, I'm I'm not gonna. I'm probably not going to boot it up again. Um, I, I'm just. I think I'm done with it. Uh, it, it is not the traditional hyperdimension Neptunia gameplay style that I enjoy. It's more of a hybrid shooter and it, I was gonna it, it say, just, I just it doesn't it up, work. It's... It doesn't work. That like, doesn't look like your speed of a game. No, not at all. Not at all. So I'm not digging it at all. I, I like the, and it is a spinoff Neptunia game. It's not a mainline Neptunia game. And they usually try different things with their spinoff games. Like a few years ago, they had Super Neptunia RPG, which was like that pixelated side-scrolling Neptunia game. And then they had the the Four Goddesses Online, which was more like a, a fake MMORPG. So they always oh. try different things with their with their Neptunia franchise. But the mainline games are always uh, the, the tried-and-true, you know, fan-servicey JRPGs that I do like. Um, I like the characters, I, obviously. I mean, I, I'm a fan of, of the Neptunia franchise, but I just, I can't get into this actual gameplay, so... I'd rather play something that, that I enjoy. No, I got a key for it. 
You no. got a key for it? Yeah, we got it. We got a key for it. So I played enough of it to where I can actually sit down. I, I spent about 10 hours with it uh, to oh. where I can sit down and, and write that I don't like this game. And then you know I double check. That's che- the hardest part checked. about your job. <laughs> that's, that's the roughest part about your job is like you are objective and you still put in like eight to 10 hours on a game, even if you think like, oh, this really just isn't my speed. Well, you have to. I mean, you have to if you want to be able to like um, intellectually talk about games like Kyle <laughs> yeah like Kyle if you want to actually uh you know know what you're talking about then you do have to put more than just an hour or two into a game to really get a feel for it but um it's not good it's not good and I double checked on open critic and it's not scoring well either I mean most websites are giving it like a four a five out of ten it's got a 63 top critic average it's not it's not doing well so Kyle gives it a two out of ten Kyle gave it a two out of ten <laughs> uh, instead of Neptunia Virtual 10, Stars, I, 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 I was splitting my time here and because I, I knew I was not going to talk long on Virtual Stars because I don't like it. I've also been playing Maneater, which was another game that was um, given, I think it was last month, right? Right? For PlayStation yeah, Plus? Yeah, it's a February game, right? I think it was yeah. I think it was part of the February free games because I remember tagging it and then I just never got around to playing it. Uh, finally fired it up this past week. And holy fuck, guys, it's like super fun. So it's this open world. I, I want to call it an action RPG almost, but I don't know that it actually is. Was it like a shark Grand Theft Auto or something? Sort of. You're playing this like baby bull shark and you you are going around and completing quests in this open world uh, like seascape that they that they've constructed for you. And, uh, the, you know, there's different sections of the ocean that you can travel to and, and around this map. But your goal is to basically complete quests, find resources and level up your shark. And, you know, along the way, there's different uh, things you can unlock, like different organs, which are basically the like skills, I guess you would use. Like the first one you unlock is advanced sonar. So you can easily find more prey and find, you know, chests and humans to eat and boats to destroy and things like that. But you are this destructive shark, just hell bent on eating everything and killing everything and just causing destruction and just being a a shitty shark. And it's so much fun. (laughs) It looks like a really good time. It's something that I thought about diving into recently. It is so much fun. I I cannot believe that it's taken me this long to actually play this game because it's been out like, I want to say for a few, at least a year, maybe longer. I want to say it was like September, October of last year. No way, dude. It came out like... Was it that May of last year? I guess okay, I guess so it almost, is. I, I guess it is shorter than I thought. I thought it was 2019. I thought it was like summer of 2019. But no, because um, I felt like we talked about it not too long ago. Which I mean, I guess it was almost a year ago. So yeah, I guess it just I mean, boy, time flies, boys. Slow the year goes. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it sure does. But time I, flies when you're in a pandemic. I can't believe it's taken me this long to play it because it, it's just it's fun. And I, I was actually playing it last night because I was trying to you know get a little bit more time in with it before we talked about it on the show today. And I, I ended up playing to like almost five in the morning. Like I got sucked in and played for like three wow. hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just what happens. Like, I jumped in and I was like, I'm just going to do a few things. And I just kept going. Like, it's really fun. It is very similar to a lot of open world games that I have enjoyed in the past. Um, I, I mean, any I mean, Assassin's Creed, Zelda, any any open world game, it's designed similar to that. So it's very intelligently like designed. 
that's very high praise coming from you like you don't get sucked into random games very often it's usually a game that you already have like such a love for that you're like oh usually you know yeah usually but 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 i also get like really into games that take a different approach to the style of games that i enjoy sure and- and I think that's what Maneater has done best here because they've, they've taken a formula. Like I said, it, it is sort of like an action RPG, but I I don't really want to call it that because it's not at the same time. But you're a shark and you're in the water and you're in the ocean and you're just, you know, hell bent on getting revenge on, on this dude named Scaly Pete who... Uh, Scaly Pete. <laughs> <laughs> that's his name. And he's this, like, sharker or, like, shark hunter. I don't know what they're called. Sharker might be the actual word for it. But, um, you know, those guys that, like, go out on boats and, and dangerous catch, you know, TV shows like that. It's set up in the style of that, like a discovery show. And the the narrative of the game is all based on these people of the show. But you play the shark and you are trying to, like, take them all out. <laughs> I guess there's a word called chumming. Chumming. Maybe and that's, it's maybe. the practice of luring various animals, usually fish such as sharks, yeah. by throwing chum into the water. Chum in the waters, yeah. Chumming, yeah. So I, I'm trying to figure out if there is a word for a guy who just fishes for sharks, but... Maybe it's just a fisherman who chums, you know? Maybe it's just a maybe it's just the old chummer. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, there's hunts. There's different little things you can go out and do on the map. Like, as you level up and as you progress further in, you'll unlock different areas and different sections of the areas that you've already been to. And you can go and uh, sort of like Warcraft or other open world RPGs. You can, you know, participate in, in timed things where you're going out and taken down say an alligator or something like that and i tried to do one initially at like level five and the alligator was level 18 and you can do some damage like you can do damage but the alligator will kill you in like two bites so you really have to either be good at dodging which i'm not yet in man eater but um it, it is possible to take down larger prey at, at smaller levels but the cool thing is i mean it's it's there so you can go back as you level up and then go back and do that kind of stuff and I don't know. It's fun. I I think that if you like open world sort of action RPGs with with different takes, this this would definitely be something to check out, especially if you picked it up free as part of the PlayStation Plus free games. Um, Only reason I only reason I jumped into it. So but that is going to take us into the Sean Waltman lightning round for today. What? 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 We're going to have to be uh, <laughs> quick and concise today if we want to get through all 14 of these topics in, in under 10 minutes for the lightning round. Let's see if we can do it. It is a jam-packed week for news. A lot of fun things to talk about. We got 10 minutes on the clock. If we go slightly over 10 minutes, that's okay. Uh, we'll try to speed through these things, though. Here we go. The lightning round begins right now. Sony Interactive Entertainment has revealed the new controller for its recently announced next-generation VR system for PS5. Interestingly shown off in a PlayStation blog post, just like the VR system was. 
claws. The new controllers take on a unique orb-like shape that allows for a high degree of freedom, according to the devs. They're adding in the adaptive triggers and haptic feedback for both controllers at the DualSense S, as well as finger touch detection so that the controller can detect pressing on any surface. Did you guys get a chance to look into the uh, blog post? Yep, I, I did. Didn't, I didn't read the blog, no. The Is controllers like no, but super I saw the awesome design. You don't really need to read the blog post. Just make sure you see the pictures. I, I think these controllers are going to work so much better for yeah. VR than the Move controllers did for PlayStation in the past. I think I'm going to buy that. I actually yeah. can't wait for it. I'm, I'm going to pick one of these up for sure. Life is Strange True Colors has been announced by publisher Square Enix and developer Deck Nine Games. It will release on September 10th for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Stadia. A bold new era of the award-winning Life is Strange begins with an all-new playable lead character and a thrilling mystery to solve. Alex Chen has long suppressed her curse, the supernatural ability to experience, absorb, and manipulate the strong emotions of others, which she sees as blazing colored auras. When her brother dies in a so-called accident, Alex must embrace her volatile power to find the truth and uncover the dark secrets buried by a small town. The game will be released as one single package and is not episodic for $59.99, a deluxe package for $69.99, and an ultimate edition for $79.99. Purchasing either the deluxe or ultimate editions will get you a bonus episode, Wavelengths, and if you go for the ultimate edition, it will also come with the newly announced Life is Strange Remastered Collection, which includes remastered versions of both the original Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm. I will definitely be picking up the Ultimate Edition to get those remastered Me editions. Me too. Uh, this is... I'm so hyped for this. Biggest biggest uh, reveal of the Square Enix presentation. Yeah, and if you missed our uh, reaction to that Square Enix Presents, make sure you go check that out. We have that up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash games. I'm looking forward to this too, though. I, and I'm really excited that it's not episodic. I think that's interesting, and, and I wonder if they'll take that approach going forward. I doubt it, because I, I still don't think this is Life is Strange 3. So, Like I said, I, I do think it'll be split into episodes. We're just not waiting for them. All right, boys. Sony has announced an update on its Play at Home initiative for 2021 that began with the free release of Ratchet and Clank for PS4 last month. Starting on Thursday, users will be able to download Abzu, Enter the Gungeon, Res Infinite, Subnautica, The Witness, Astrobot Rescue Mission, uh, Moss, Thumper, and Paper Beast. And then starting on April 19th, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition will be available until May 14th. Good stuff right here. Yeah, good stuff right here. If you don't own any of those, make sure you tag them. The witness has been on my buy list for a long time, and I'm so excited to finally get it. And then Moss is another game, and Moss and Thumper are both other games I've looked into for some time. Moss and Moss and Thumper. I don't know if they can be played outside of PSVR. I know Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss, Thumper, and Paper Beast are all PSVR games. That's fine. So I don't know if um, I'll be getting if, one eventually. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like eventually when when the new uh, VR system comes out for PS5, I have to assume that all those PS4 VR games will be backwards compatible. Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment and RTS, a new venture born out of Endeavor's esports business, have acquired the assets and properties of the Evolution Championship Series, the world's largest fighting game event from Triple Perfect through a joint venture esports partnership. Evo will return this year as Evo 2021 Online from August 6th through August 8th and August 13th through August 15th. Entry will be free, allowing players in North America, Europe, Asia, and Latin America to compete in the following titles. Guilty Gear Strive, 
Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, Tekken 7, and more will be announced soon. They did confirm that games like Smash Brothers will still be featured as well. And this that is, is big smart news. because this Smash is Brothers news. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This is big news. This is huge. I'm not so I'm not huge on like Evo. But this is big news. I really like watching Evo, even though I'm not huge on fighting games outside of Smash. This is this is big news. It happens in Vegas every year, too. And we were actually going to go last year and then COVID happened. But yeah, this is this is big. There have been rumors that, you know, maybe maybe PlayStation All-Stars 2 will pop up now that Sony purchased Evo. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Damn. The Xbox Game Pass library is about to grow a bit larger. Last week, Undertale was added for PC and console. Empire of Sin was added for PC and console. Nier Automata, Kyle, was added for PC. I think it's also on console, too. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah, Star Wars Squadrons was added for console. And Torchlight 3 was added for PC. This coming up Thursday, Genesis Noir will be available on PC and console. Octopath Traveler will be available on PC and console. Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire Ultimate Edition will be available on PC. Superland will be available on PC. And Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, was added for, or will be added for PC and console. On March 30th, Norita Boy will be available on PC and console. And then on April 1st, the big one, Outriders, will also be available on console. I'm most pumped for Narita Boy. Yeah, I was about to say, Narita Boy's big for me, too. Narita Boy's yeah. a definite play. Outriders, obviously, if I can get that Xbox Series X, which I did try to do this past week. Fucking Walmart bot, still getting them all, was unsuccessful <laughs> in uh, in getting a Series X this past, uh, what, what was it, Wednesday that I tried? Tuesday? I can't remember. Anyway, Game Pass is still great. If you don't sub, what are you doing? Necromunda Hired Gun has been announced by publisher Focus Home Interactive and developer Struman Studio. It will launch on June 1st for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. The bombastic, violent first-person shooter Necromunda Hired Gun is based on Game Workshop's dystopian cityscape Necromunda, set in the Warhammer 40,000 universe, where gangs battle for survival in a nightmare underhive. Hunt your targets, upgrade your guns, and bionic augments and cash in your bounties as you seek the truth across the endless hive city watch the reveal trailer now pick your contracts hunt your targets collect the bounty interesting that they slipped in the watch the reveal trailer now as part of the description (laughs) yeah right (laughs) i didn't even catch that or else i would have deleted it i didn't even read that i just saw the description and, and copy and pasted yeah i figured that's what it was but uh I don't the know Warhammer, the Warhammer series, like, the, there's so many different games in that franchise. It, yeah, there's like a thousand games. Yeah, it, it's it's so expansive. Um, I probably won't get around to this, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Sean, try not to get distracted here. We're gonna talk the MCU for a second. Go ahead and take this. <laughs> The first major expansion for Marvel's Avengers has been revealed, Black Panther War for Wakanda. It'll release later in 2021. Claw, the vibranium thief, played by Andy Serkis in the MCU, seems to be working alongside AIM in the new expansion, working to steal Wakanda's most valuable resource. The trailer featured some voice work from the villain, some shots of Wakanda, and a brief look at Marvel's Avengers' take on Black Panther. I'm excited. I'm excited because the uh, Wakanda as an area looked really, really beautiful. And I just picked up a used copy of Marvel's Avengers on PS4 to get that free PS5 upgrade. You know, so, I'm kind of uh, pissed because I think Marvel's Avengers is going through a renaissance right now. I, I think it got some heat when it first came out. It, like it wasn't fully. Cooked. I honestly think the game is going to end up good. Yeah, like I in agree. a good spot by the end of this year. Crystal Dynamics. I mean, they're they're a smart studio. And, and I mean, 
they're not going to fuck this up like Bioware and Anthem. I, I really no, don't I think they not. are. I really don't think they are. Payday 3 has been a fully financed, and Starbreeze Studios has announced a co-publishing deal with... Kosh. Is that Cock? Kosh. 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 I think it's Kosh. 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 <laughs> it's not Cock? It's not. It's Kosh. definitely not Cock. <laughs> Kosh Media, the parent company of Deep Silver. The game is currently expected to be finished sometime in 2023. It's Cook Media, by the way, boys. Cook? Yeah, that's Cook. I don't know. I don't know. 2023 is only two years away. Keep in mind. Only two years. It's only two years away. That's only Only two years away. 2023 seems far, but it's actually not that far away. We're going to start seeing more games get announced for that because usually games get revealed two years out sometimes. Do you ever play Payday 2, Dan? No, I think these games would be something you would really get behind for they're, for streaming. They're pretty on Twitch. fun. They are very very fun. Four uh, player I'm, co-op at bank heist. It's like Left for Dead, yeah, but you're it, bank robbers. It's like it's like Left for Dead or GTA Online heists. Basically, oh, it's okay. so much. It's so much fun. Um, Payday Two is incredible, and I'm really looking forward to Payday Three. I think it's going to be fun. Project Athia, the new action RPG from Square Enix and Luminous Productions, is officially titled Forspoken and will launch for PS5 and PC in 2022. Forspoken puts players in the shoes of Frey Holland, an ordinary young woman who must harness her magical abilities to survive in a fantastical and dangerous land called Athia. Frey takes center stage in Forspoken, exploring an unknown world and facing treacherous trials to unravel the mystery behind Athia. When they showed off the small snippet of gameplay during that Square Enix Presents, I was not expecting the game to actually play like that. It looks pretty sick. I'm really looking forward to Forspoken. I think this could be really fun. Uh, Kyle, once you take this, you need to put some like gusto behind reading this one because this oh, is you're good. Oh, you damn right I will. Right here. Zoro the Chronicles has been announced by publisher BTC Studios and developer Become Studios. It will launch this fall for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Stadia. The game is adapted from Cyber Group Studios' animated series Zoro the Chronicles, which premiered in 2015 and is produced in collaboration with John Gertz's Zoro Production, Inc. Adventure awaits! Swashbuckling fun, spectacular moves, and hilarious fights. Don Diego de la Vega, the beloved son of a respected landlord, is returning to California after five long years in España. Longing for his father and sister Inez, his heart is filled with joy and anticipation of seeing them again and returning to his peaceful town. However, things are no longer the same as when he left. The town is now ruled by Captain Monasterio, whose greed only rivals his ambition. Poor townspeople who cannot pay exorbitant new taxes are sent to jail, and their families are forced to work off the debt. The once joyful community is now a place of oppression and hopelessness. Don Diego cannot stand the injustice he sees, but at the same time, he knows he cannot openly fight Monasterio and his soldiers. However, when there's a will, there's a way. Don Diego acts upon the old España saying, If you can't fight like a lion, become a fox. And this is how the legend of Zorro is born. You know, the game doesn't look that great, but I kind of want to play it. <laughs> After that, how could you not? I watched the trailer uh-huh. and I was like, "This." I, I don't hate Zoro as a as a character, and the the, the game looks. I mean, it, it's, I'm sure it's going to be not great, but it's yeah, kind it's going to be garbage. It seems kind of fun. <laughs> okay, I ran to go get my wallet to buy Marvel's Avengers. I come back, and the most interesting man in the world is reading in the Shad Waltman lightning lightning round. Was that for you Zoro? Like it? Yeah, it was for Zoro. Man. I'm going to have to listen back to the podcast to get that one. Okay. <laughs> Shoot. Tell me about Jade Raymond, Sean. Jade Raymond. 
has announced the establishment of Haven Studios, a Montreal-based studio backed by Sony, which is now at work on an original IP for PlayStation. Raymond, best known for creating the Assassin's Creed and Watchdog franchises at Ubisoft, and most recently doing work over at Google with Stadia, said in a PlayStation blog post, it's time for us to refocus on games in a place where we can practice our crafts without any barriers or impediments. Because we believe in the power of games to bring joy to people's lives, and Sony does too, their commitment to excellence is unmatched. It's why I couldn't be happier for their backing and support. Welcome back what to the game, What Jay. happened at Google that she is so pissed off about? <laughs> I it was, wonder. It I was wonder. honestly, it was a failed platform. It was. They brought her in, and they probably had grand, you know, lofty expectations that they couldn't deliver on, and that probably pissed her off. She's she's a very intelligent like game designer as well, so I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing with the uh, the funding of, of Sony kind of what her and her team are able to come up with because you know Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed specifically you know took the world by storm. Watch Dogs definitely still has potential. It struggles as a franchise. It still has potential though. And yeah, the first uh, two were good. The the, really... the second one I think may have been better than the first. See, and I, think, I, oh, and see I, I completed. I loved the first one. I did not complete the second. See, one. I really liked the second. The first one I enjoyed too, but I didn't like Aiden as much as Marcus from the second one. And then Watch Dogs Legion just ugh, wasn't that great. Um, but I'll be curious to see what she comes up with based on the funding of of Sony because of what Hideo Kojima did with Kojima Productions with Sony's funding and Death Stranding. I think it's going to be a similar situation to that. So, we'll see. Gamescom 2021 details are beginning to emerge. First off, Jeff Keighley will host opening night live on August 24th, which will be filled with new announcements, news updates, and surprises. The Gamescom exhibit itself will run from August 25th through August 29th as a hybrid on-site and digital event. Beautiful. And for opening night live, you bet your ass I'll be live over on YouTube and Twitch. I cannot wait. Opening Night Live is always one of the most enjoyable uh, like showcases of the year. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with here for uh, announcements. Should be fun. Speaking of reaction videos, we'll also be live this Friday because Microsoft is hosting a slash Twitch gaming ID at Xbox showcase at 12 p.m. Eastern at 9 a.m. Pacific. The live stream will feature, it's insane, more than 100 games from indie devs based all over the world, including new game announcements from Drinkbox Studios, which were famous for Guacamelee and Severed, Curve Digital, Deer Villagers, and more. The showcase will also debut new trailers for more than 25 games, including Second Extinction, The Ascent, The Wild at Heart, Void Train, XO1, and many more. There will also be announcements about any titles that are coming to Xbox Game Pass. Let's go, Guacamelee 3. I thought Severed said Severin. Oh, no, yeah, I wonder if he got, I, I don't think he got his name from Severed, the game, but that'd be funny if he did. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty good. The etymology of Severin has uh, always astounded me, so. Yeah. Uh, 100 games, though, at this Twitch gaming ID at Xbox showcase this Friday. Uh, I, I have to assume that this is probably going to be an hour or even longer. I, I, unless they're going to, you know, I, there will be several highlight reels where, where some of these 100 games are that, like, you know, they'll just spit out 20 games in less than two minutes. They will definitely Dude, do that. But Microsoft I, making moves, boy. Microsoft is definitely making moves, and and I'm really excited to watch this, Kyle. I, I hope you'll uh, you'll be there to kind of watch along, not necessarily yeah, reacting, watch for but sure. uh, but but watching along because this is gonna be, man. I hope we see some stuff. I hope we see some good stuff. Well, ending the lightning round with 
a surprise announcement. Gotham Knights is releasing on a May 1st, 2021. Early reviews <laughs> say it's the best game of all time. Looking for a 100 out of 100 on Metacritic. Nah, oh, I, got I, thought it, I thought it was delayed till I thought it was delayed till next year. Yeah, delayed to 2022. Unfortunate. Making it a nine-year gap for WB Montreal. Which That's probably insane. means that Rocksteady's game is not going to come out next year. Yeah, probably not. You're probably right about that. That's probably going to get bumped to the the Suicide Squad game they're making. It's probably going to get bumped to 2023 now. That's probably true. They are. I'm not going to lie. I'm okay with Gotham Knights being bumped. I'm not upset with it. But I, I really did want to play with. I really did want to play it. I'm pretty. I'm pretty upset. We're we're gonna have a really slow year this year. Really slow year. Everything's getting delayed. Yeah, it, this it's is the rough. year that the effects of COVID are actually going to be felt. So yeah, it's rough. Yeah, but you got Game Pass, so I mean, you got tons of games to keep you busy yeah. until then. Yeah, I'm not. I'm knocking off backlog stuff, man. I was gonna say this is the year to knock out the backlog. There you go, Brian. Yep. Hey, man, I, I did pretty good. Time to play Skyrim. Oh, you did. You did. <laughs> time to play Skyrim. <laughs> that was the lightning round. <laughs> I know we went a bit over the time there, quite a bit over, but I wanted to get it all in. Hello, everybody. It's Kyle from The Media Files. And if you don't know what The Media Files is, what are you even doing? The Media Files is a pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. Every episode, a special guest and I will be talking about something happening in pop culture, whether it's movies, television, music, books, sports, video games, you name it, we'll talk about it. Subscribe to The Media Files on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you there. But that is going to take us to the new release roulette. Make sure you go check out the video on YouTube from yesterday to uh, to see everything that's coming out this week. But for the... Uh for the new release roulette on the podcast this week before we get to the new games. We do have to go over the four that we talked about last week. Kyle, you are competing against yourself as the only other person on the show besides me. We did four games. Star Dynasties was the first one. I guessed it would come in at a 73. No reviews. Had to throw it out. And that's going to be a theme you're going to see because we had a pretty light week and it was all indie games basically last week. Mundane was next. I guessed it would come in at a 70. Kyle, you put 10 on it going over. This one actually did have 14 reviews and 71 was the official top critic average. Yes. So you beat me there. You beat me by a point and you earned yourself 20 points. Uh, RBI Baseball 21 was next. I guessed it would come in at a 54. Kyle, you put 10 on that going over. No reviews. And then Mr. Prepper was last. I guessed it would come in at a 78. Kyle, you put 10 on that going under. No reviews. So because of mundane, Kyle, you at least got 20 points. So you didn't technically lose to yourself. Well, that's good. And because, well, I guess that means and because that... Sean, what does that mean? Big whoop. Kyle <laughs> you know, you can't you can't win for losing over here, man. Oh man. Kyle gets the pick of the week this week. In a in a jam-packed week, we have all six game slots filled for the new release for that on the podcast this week. So you'll get to uh, make the decision on which one of those is pick of the week. And then uh, at the end of the show, you know, you'll get to close us out with those final words. But let's start talking about these six games because it's going to be a good week, I think. Game number one, coming on Tuesday to Nintendo Switch. Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town. Welcome to Olive Town, a peaceful community established by your trailblazing grandfather and his friends. Now that you've taken over his farm, it's your job to carry on his legacy. Plant crops, raise animals, build relationships, and get to know the residents of your new home in this brand new entry in the Story of Seasons series. 
I'm looking forward to this. This is the first new entry in Story of Seasons that we've had in a few years. Um, you know, I, I did play a lot of the remake of Friends of Mineral Town from last year, but I'm looking forward to something new. And uh, I, I, they, they have a lot of ideas to how to advance Story of Seasons, and I think we're going to see a lot of that in this game. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Jessica's looking forward to this, too. Game number two, also coming on Tuesday to PC, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. I, I think this is pronounced Tunch. T-U-N-C-H-E. Tunch. Tunch is a charming hand-drawn beat-em-up with roguelike elements, co-op, and a pinch of shaman witchcraft. Choose one of the five characters, master their, master their skill sets and ultimate abilities, defeat epic bosses, and unravel the secrets of the mysterious Amazonian jungle. The game is centered around high-risk, high-reward combat and a stylish grade system. Choose a hero that suits your playstyle the most and begin your journey through four different worlds, each filled with unique enemies. Seems cool. This was revealed um, last year? It was in an indie showcase, I think, or maybe it was a Microsoft. No, it could have been Microsoft. This doesn't come on Xbox. I don't know where this was revealed, but it kind of looked cool. Might have been a state of play, actually. I don't remember, though, but I remember talking about it, and uh, it seemed pretty cool. So I will, as Sev likes to make the memes now, I will probably pick this up eventually. So. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite, because he puts that face of you that's like, you're like ranting. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what reaction video that came from. He needs some better pictures of me for sure. <laughs> no, no, that gotta, one is pretty. I gotta good. send him a couple good ones. Uh, game number three coming on Friday. We're skipping all the way to Friday. We got three more, four more games to talk about all coming on Friday. Uh, the first one coming to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. The rightful game of the week, even though Kyle's not going to select it. Balan Wonderworld. Balan Wonderworld is a wondrous action platformer game themed around the Balan Theater. Led by the enigmatic maestro named Balin, the, uh, the stars of the show, Emma and Leo, will use special abilities from a multitude of character... Characterful? Will use special abilities from a multitude of characterful... I bet that's supposed to say colorful costumes. As yeah, they adventure some in, liberties there. As, unless, I, I might have typed that wrong. As they adventure in the bizarre and imaginary land of Wonderworld. Hear memories and vistas from the real world mix with the things that people hold dear. Twelve different tales await our stars in the Wonder World, each with their own unique quirks. They will explore all corners of these labyrinthian stages filled with a myriad of tricks and traps to get to the heart of each story. This seems super whimsical and charming. I, I know this game's not going to do well, but I'm looking forward to playing it. I am. I have it on Fantasy Critic. I hope it doesn't do bad. That's <laughs> a mistake. Even though I'm sure it will. I, I had I to take know, a gamble man. on one game. I had to take a gamble on one game, and it's Balin Wonderworld. Uh, game number four, also coming on Friday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and I believe this should be available through uh, Origin Access Premiere. It takes two. Embark on the craziest journey of your life, and it takes two. A genre-bending platform adventure created purely for co-op. Invite a friend to join for free with Friends Pass and work together across a huge variety of gleefully disruptive gameplay challenges. Play as the clashing couple Cody and May, two humans turned into dolls by a magic spell. Together trapped in a fantastical world where the unpredictable hides around every corner, they are reluctantly challenged with saving their fractured relationship. Master unique and connected character abilities in every new level, help each other across an abundance of unexpected obstacles and laugh out loud moments, kick gangster squirrels furry tails, pilot a pair of underpants, DJ a buzzing nightclub, and bobsleigh through a magical snow globe. Embrace a heartfelt and hilarious story where narrative and gameplay weave into a unique Uniquely metaphorical experience. Kyle, you looking forward to it? I'll be picking this up. I do believe it's $39.99, by the way. 
I think it is too. Uh, and I think it'll be, like I said, it should be available on Access Premiere if you, or, or what do they call it now? EA Play Pro, I think is what it's called now. Um, yeah, but this is a PS5 game for me. I'll be buying it, I'm sure. I think I think Jessica and I are just going to play it on PC together, probably, um, because we have the EA Play Pro, so we'll probably do that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Should be fun. Game number five coming on Friday to PC, PS4, Nintendo Switch, Kazi in the Wild Masks, or Kaze. I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? Kazi? Kaze? Kaze. Kaze is uh, wind. In okay, that, that's probably it then. In Kaze and the Wild Masks, you journey through the Crystal Islands in 90s classics platformer style. Uh, Dan, you probably would want to look this one up. Play as Kaze and save your friend Ogo from a curse that spread chaos around the islands. Face enraged living vegetables by invoking the powers of the Wild Masks. Pounce ferociously like a tiger, soar through the sky like an eagle, sprint fiercely like a lizard, and rule the sea like a shark, but not like Maneater. Uh, this one looks fun. I, I, I really think I'm going to pick this up as well. It's also only $29.99, but I love 90s platformers, and this just looks like such a throwback. So I am looking forward to playing through this. Dan, did you yeah, look it up? I, yeah, I just wish listed it. <laughs> nice. It looks cool. It does look really yeah, cool. Yeah, looks really cool. Game number six, the final game coming this week on Friday to Nintendo Switch. It is Monster Hunter Rise. Set in the ninja-inspired land of Kamura Village, explore lush ecosystems and battle fearsome monsters to become the ultimate hunter. It's been half a century since the last calamity struck, but a terrifying new monster has reared its head and threatens to plunge the land into chaos once again. Hunt solo or in a party with friends to earn rewards that you can use to craft a huge variety of weapons and armor. Brand new gameplay systems such as the high-flying wire action, which looks really cool, and your canine companion Palamute will add exciting new layers to the already robust combat that Monster Hunter is known for. Sean, are you picking this up? Uh, probably not, dog. Okay. I don't know. I... Kyle, are you? Because I am. Probably not immediately, no. Okay. I know, I know you were... Uh... I know you were, you know, mad that I wasn't going to buy it, and now I'm buying it, and you're not. So. <laughs> I see how you know, it, is. it looks. Got it really does look like a good time, but yeah, probably not. I am. Uh, I. I. Okay. I am buying Monster Hunter Rise, but I'm buying it through the Switch bundle that comes with the actual console itself, because like, like I've been saying, we're getting the a new Switch to put upstairs. So this is the one that I've chosen to get. And uh, hopefully on Friday, uh, my, my plan basically is to just show up at Walmart on mi at midnight and hopefully that I'll be able to pick one up because I didn't get a pre-order. So. so I have a problem playing Monster Hunter games by myself. Well, I'm I, playing I, this, so we can play I together if you actually would buy it. unless I play with friends. And so that's the problem is I honestly, I question when we'll be able to sit down and play it, you know, and... and I well, just, I'll probably play it often. I question how often you would play it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't play games, Sean. <laughs> oh, dang. Got him. One game in 2021 so far that you finished, and it was Final Fantasy VII that you started sometime in the middle of last year. No, I'm just kidding. You started it when you got your, uh, after, what, December? You didn't, it didn't take you that Gotcha, bitch. It. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I know. Hey, that was pretty good, man. That was pretty good. I'm going to sit down now, but listen, I'll see you all later. Uh, you can you can catch me on such shows, such as uh, BG Mania. Um, you know, I'm on the media files sometimes, but I, I think this is going to do it for me, boys. Shoot. All right. Well, those are the games now here 
are the scores. And remember, you can check out an early preview of everything going to be in the new release roulette every Sunday on YouTube over at youtube.com forward slash level down games. You can check out our new show aptly named the new release roulette. <laughs> but for this week, we're going to go ahead and guess 80 for Story of Seasons Pioneers of Olive Town. We're going to go with 70 for Tunch. We're going to go with 67 for Balin Wonderworld. We're going to go with 82 for It Takes Two. We're also going to go with 82 for Kaze and the Wild Masks. And we're going with 88 for Monster Hunter Rise. While the guys get their bets figured out, let's jump to a preview of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. Last week on the show, to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, Sean and I went on a local tavern and bar crawl, checking out music that plays in taverns and bars and video games. Check it out. And it's just, it kind of reminded me a lot, you know, listening to this, of our adventures in Conan Exiles a few years oh, back yeah. with, with friend of the show, Tack. Yeah, so. I miss you, Tack. What? Yeah, he's still, he's still making his game, man. Do you ever pop into his streams? Oh, yeah, he's, he's always on at like 1130 at night, though, and I'm an old man now, and I fall asleep, so I don't watch him. Dude, he is, he is really plugging away on that game. Like, he is... He is getting to the point where he might, I think he's talking about in his stream about doing like a, a teaser trailer or like a hype trailer soon. He needs to do a Kickstarter so we can feature it on Kickstart My Heart five days in a row. I know. You need every podcast episode. People every would be sick of hearing one. about it. They'd be sick of it. Brand new episodes of BG Mania are available every Wednesday. Come join us on this weekly musical adventure. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to put it down hot right now, dude. I'm going to go with 10 over for It Takes Two. I'm going to go with five over for Balin Wonderworld. Let me get five over on Kaze, and I'm going to go ten dead on Monster Hunter Rise. I'm going to do ten under Story of Seasons, uh, five dead on It Takes Two, ten under Kaze and the Wild Masks, and five over Monster Hunter Rise. Fifteen uh, dead on for Kaze, and fifteen under for Monster Hunter Rise. I like it. Dan's getting smarter with his bets, I think. Splitting them yeah, two and two. He used nah, to you just gotta put diversify. it all on one. <laughs> gotta diversify. Yeah. Gotta Can't put got... them all on them uh, GameStop stonks. I like that you guys avoided Tunch as well, because I don't know that that'll get enough reviews. So, yeah. yeah that was I smart. don't know, man. Well, in, in Balin Wonderworld, honestly, 67 was the number that I was like, well, I have no idea. So. <laughs> because that's a that's a huge possibility right there. 67 is probably where that game's going to come in. I, I hope Sean's right and it's over, though. I hope it's like a, a 92 on Open Critic. That'd be oh. great. If it's a 92 on Open Critic, I will... I'll buy it, but uh, also <laughs> do something else. I don't know what. Um, Get naked on Twitch. Get naked on Twitch. I mean, I don't stream anymore. I don't care about TOS. On, on tw- yeah, exactly. On twitch.tv forward slash Bruce Deduce, uh, you can see Kyle naked for about five Mr. seconds naked before guy. he gets shut off. Mr. Bruce <laughs> takes a deuce. <laughs> Except it's Swiss rules. Uh, Kyle, pick of the week this week goes to you. It takes two. It takes two? It takes two. That's a good one. That's a good one. I wasn't sure if you were going to go with that or Monster Hunter, but after you said you weren't buying Monster Hunter, I knew you were going to go It takes two, so... Uh, yeah, I, I think that's going to be good. And Dan, are you picking up It Takes Two to play with your wife on Twitch or no? I don't know because I don't think I was very high on it. You Maybe weren't, which I was weird. More. Yeah, I know. And I remember we all weird. were we all were questioning why you weren't high on it because it is a game that you would absolutely probably enjoy playing with your wife, so... Yeah, maybe once it comes out, maybe I'll jump into a, p- a few people streaming it. 
and uh, you know, take it, and maybe it'll change my mind. So that's again the great thing about Twitch is being able to watch other people play video games and change my mind. Change my Did mind. Did you get Mario yet or no? No, not yet. It's it, that's it, next. Dude, it's been a it's knocking on the door. It's waiting for you. It's ready to go. What? You know, I'm just waiting for it to go on sale. You yeah, know, like Nintendo be, games you'll always be, do. You'll be waiting for a good six years. 2023, whenever that game comes out. Six years. Uh, I pay 20, 2027. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, but speaking of Nintendo, we're going to go into the main discussion today. And the day that we're recording this podcast is March 20th, 2021, which is the one year anniversary, baby. Oh, this is easy. Of Animal Crossing New Horizons. This is easy. Dan gets to take Overrated. a break. Dan gets to take Overrated. a little bit of break because he hasn't played the Overrated. game since March of last year. <laughs> Animal Crossing's dumb and we're done with main discussion. All right. I kicks up my heart this week. We have. <laughs> Dan, Dan stopped playing Animal Crossing New Horizons, I think, in March of last year. Uh, Shut up, bitches! He's he's the worst, but uh, I mean, I think we've all kind of lapsed a little bit on Animal Crossing New Horizons, but it's a big thing right now because it is the one year anniversary and it has kind of sprung back into the spotlight again as they've introduced the anniversary updates. They've introduced, you know, some of their stuff that they want to be doing moving forward. And they finally, finally, with this most recent update, just expanded on the amount of patterns that you're able to hold. So they, oh, gave, wow. you, uh, they gave you 50 new slots, um, which, which will make it, you know, way easier to customize your town now if you use custom patterns and that kind of stuff. So uh, Jessica has really been back into New Horizons over the last few weeks. Um, she stripped her whole town. If you guys remember what her town looked like like last summer when oh, we stopped when we stopped play, it's it's completely empty now. She moved all the houses back to the beach, um, flattened everything, and basically started over. I tried that, and I just got pooped out, dude. Yeah, so this is the second time now that she's redone her town from scratch, and uh, she's just going through and doing, like, one little section at a time, and has been putting a lot of time into it, and I think, I think I want to get back in as well, I do, because I've been watching her play uh, lately, uh, when we've been out, like, in the living room hanging out and stuff with Gizmo, who, you know, thank God. Is doing good. Doing great. Doing great. Gizmo's doing great. Yeah, he's, My uh, dog! He, um... He's currently taking a few different medications. He's on a uh, he's on a antibiotic to help Woo! with his cough and to help with you know some other things. And then he's on a steroid to uh, to help you know promote some healing, I guess. But that thing that was on his throat was an abscess, basically that um, was hidden underneath his hair because he's like I said, he is a Pekingese and he has actual long hair. He's you know one of those kind that. Um, it, his hair basically touches the ground. If you remember, he's got super long hair. So yeah, he underneath, looks like a, he looks like a Twinkie when he lays down. Yeah, underneath his throat, uh, you know, he's got long hair, but there was like a, a small abscess hiding on his throat, and he likes to rub his face on the ground. And we're thinking that he actually popped it, like when he was actually rubbing his face on the ground, and that's where all that pus was coming from. And because of like how gross that was, it caused the hair to get matted, which. You know, we we couldn't see all that underneath, like, the actual hair. So, it sucks. But, luckily, we got that taken off. We got the abscess treated. Um, it looks 100 times better today than it did on Thursday. And it's only been two days. So, 
I, I, I hope nice. that Gizmo uh, you know, awesome. has, has plenty of years left. He is 14. I know he doesn't have that many left, but uh, I, I'm glad that this wasn't more serious. But we honestly walked into that, you know, thinking that he was going to have to get put down because of of the way that he was breathing. Because he couldn't breathe that well. But again, I guess, you know, if something is pressing on your throat, it, it would be hard to breathe. So. Um, yeah, that's and true. His, and his breathing has drastically improved since they, you know, drained that abscess and, and got most of it gone. So um, I, I do hope that, you know, he's feeling better. So at least we got that. But yeah, I, I, sitting out on the couch with him, watching Jessica play New Horizons, it's been fun for me watching her kind of redo her town. And I, I think that I'm going to jump back into this eventually. Have any of you played Animal Crossing New Horizons lately, Kyle? John. I've played a couple times this year. I've jumped in okay. a little bit here and there and done, I know done Dan some things, hasn't. checked on my villagers, make sure that nobody wants to move out. Uh, and there always is. Somebody's like, hey, I think I'm going to take off. And I'm like, hell no, you're not. But Well, that's <laughs> the cool thing about New Horizons is that they won't leave unless you say they can. Exactly. So it's, yeah. it's not like the previous games where you don't log in for a year and you log in and like, you know, seven of your villagers are different. I'm assuming all my uh, villagers are freaking on heroin and crack and just waiting to Probably. leave because it's just, just a just a drug fest. Just, a, just, a, just fest. a desolate island. The the the, ma- the mayor Crazy disappeared, Ville. so now they're just growing weed and growing a bunch of fucking. It's the only way they can survive. Yeah, it's the only way they can survive. This is this is something <laughs> that I that I absolutely will jump into more probably in the coming year, as my eldest son gets older and more into these types of games he's he's been playing pokemon a lot recently and it's been doing doing shockingly really really well at it uh he's over halfway through the game with very little input from me in fact the only thing i've helped him with was how to get the scope for the ghost tower which is something that i forget sometimes but anyways he's been doing really well and i i thought you know recently this would be a game that he would really enjoy and could really get into, even though he's going to completely ruin my town. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that he would really love it. And so I think as he kind of ages and gets into that, I will be jumping back into this a lot more as well. Well, it's crazy because New Horizons, when when you think about it, like I said, it came out right before or right as the pandemic was, you know, starting and we were all kind of settling into quarantine. If you remember, because it came out on March 20th, it was March 18th, Dan. That was the first Dynamite episode that was, you know, part of the pandemic for AEW that Brody Lee was supposed to debut on and everything, which was two yeah. days before this. That was a Wednesday. This came out on a Friday. So the pandemic had just started the week that this game released and it was the perfect game to get people that have a switch through those early weeks and months of quarantine, because, you know, at the time there was just so much buzz and so much hype on this game. And, you know, it has gone on to be the second best selling game on the Nintendo switch. You know, I I think by now it probably is number one. When we talked about the uh, sales numbers back at the end of, well, it would have been beginning of January because it would have been the end of December's numbers. Animal Crossing New Horizons was what, like 30 or 31 million and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is 32 million. So it's knocking on the door of like a launch title for the Switch. And, uh, you know, that came out almost four years ago. <laughs> That's pretty darn good. So, you know, the sales for New Horizons are just are, are, are staggering. 
but it is a game that played a lot of importance to helping people get through 2020. And I think it's comforting to know that with the update, you know, the one year anniversary update coming out this past week and their, you know, ideas for this game, I I really do have a, a strong hope that they're not done adding content to New Horizons for the next several years. Because we typically go like five or six years between Animal Crossing releases. But by the second or maybe third year, typically the second year, you've done everything. Because, you know, games like this, they're set on a yearly cycle and you've seen everything after a year. So if they can keep adding new content to this as, as the months and years go on and keep it fresh, they really can stretch the longevity of this game for quite some time and not have to worry about making something new. They just need to adapt some of the Littlewood stuff that 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 guy did in terms of like redoing your town and how quick and instantaneously it it, it, it is in Littlewood. Because it's tough going back to New Horizons after you jump into Littlewood, you know, right when you start the game and you're able to fucking do whatever you want to do. It's true with just how fast that game is. Yeah, with, you with know, uh, terraforming is, in Littlewood, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy how quick you can terraform and change your town in Littlewood to look like you want and, you know, how easy it is to do. Whereas in Animal Crossing, it does, you know, t- it, it's a bit of a Slug, challenge man. to do. Yeah, it really is. Sean, so how are you going in, in New Horizons? Have you played it all? Has your wife played it all? Nah, you guys man, doing anything with this game? It. I got to be honest, I feel like Stardew Valley beats out animal crossing in that category for me and i'm more impressed with the gameplay and the couch co-op and the new updates in that game but i will say animal crossing is definitely near and dear to my heart and i have thought about you know booting it up i just i blew up my island and i just don't have the heart to go back in and invest like eight more hours to terraform it and get everything back to normal and then like you said you know you got to log in every day and move one building and it's just it's an investment. It's something that's it's kind of daunting if you get yourself in that terraforming hole. And I definitely am there. You know, have so you, it's have you thought about things. starting over? I have. I have thought about starting over. Um, I got to be honest with you. That seems more of an attractive option for me right now. <laughs> well, I thought but. it might because you wouldn't have to worry about terraforming and you could just leave the town however it was. Yeah. And go from there. I think terraforming was a disease for me. It, it, terraforming it is still fun. I still think that's the most fun part of the game. It's just it takes so long to do what you want to do. It's Especially, like I yeah. said, after seeing Little Wood. I think if it gets out of hand, you really have a problem on your hands, you know, because it's not like you can just hit a button and be like, okay, just automatically put in like mountains and hills for me again. Like you have to really build it all at that point. And I just can't, I can't sit here and manufacture my Island. I want it to feel a little more organic. And I'm sad that I terraformed my Island into just a flat patch of grass. And <laughs> and now I have to put things back on it. But uh, yeah, you know, honestly, the game is really fun. I just feel like there's a lot of different competing titles for me right now that I enjoy. And, and I'd rather be playing those, but some of the updates look really cool. I just feel like I missed out a little bit this past holiday season because that's that's like that's what you like that's what you like most Crossing. about it, and you didn't play at all during the holiday season. I didn't. I, I got that PlayStation, <laughs> and I was like, "F my Switch." You yeah, know, that's what happened. If Monster Hunter Rise was coming out on the PlayStation, I'd be more enticed to buy it because I've loved playing with the Dual Sense and just like all of the features of the PS5. It's so nice. 
You know, I, I don't even know, dude. I feel like such a bum on this discussion. <laughs> Dan, what would it take to get you back into Animal Crossing New Horizons? What's it going to take to draw you back in? A battle royale. Oh my god! <laughs> Tom just Nook like Final Fantasy. Well, let me, let me tell Nook's you, there's a final LMG. There's a Final Fantasy battle royale coming out later this year that I got your names written all over it. Did you yeah. guys actually um, see that they added the battle royale mode to, to Tiger Woods PGA Tour? Did you see are that? You serious? No. Yeah, they added a uh, what's it called? Divi Tiger Woods PGA Tour. Is it Divi? Divi mode? Let me look. What's it called? I don't remember what it's called. Dippy Kong Racing. I'll figure it out. They here it is. They because they they just inked a a long term deal with 2K for for Tiger Woods and try get well it's not in that. Uh, well, EA still putting out the PGA game, right? That's uh, no, 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 no. T- 2K's got the exclusive PGA Tour golf game rights now. Yep. yep. Wow. Yeah, they uh, they Suck added. It. They um well because well I don't know actually you might be right EA EA might do something I don't know what they're doing but they because they did uh they released what did they release last year what was it called do you remember they released well, they got a, the Rory McIlroy is that a what it was called there. I don't know I can't remember they they released one last year well and I can't PGA remember Tour what it was Two K Twenty One is the most recent golf title right I think I think that's the one that they released. And it didn't have Tiger Woods' name attached to it. But now, uh, you know, Tiger Woods is, is getting back into the video game scene with 2K. And um, but they added 2K21. They added something that is a battle royale mode. And I can't remember what it's called. But it's like there's if you've ever played Hot Shots Golf, it's sort of like how the multiplayer is in that where everybody basically is hitting their ball at once and you only see you on the screen, I think, but you're seeing you like the color the fastest. You're seeing, you're seeing like the colored lines and, and the balls of all the other people that are playing on that course. And you're trying to get like to the, the hole, the fastest. Yeah. So is that so, what they're doing with the Mario golf? I think it is. Something I think very it's similar, similar to, to that. So I think it's similar to, uh, whatever that new Mario golf superstar rush. Is that what it's called? Or something, something like that. that. Yeah. That's about the, right. I mean, the mode yeah. I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. That that's literally, literally. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's, it's very similar to that. Yeah. They added that to, to the newest, uh, game. So, I mean, Dan, there's always a chance that animal crossing will get a battle royale mode. There's always a chance. I don't even know how that would work. Um, as far either. as getting me back, I, d- I don't know. Cause you were such a big fan of Animal Crossing. I like, was. Like what no, happened? I was. It's like Warzone came along. You got. I think I got older. More games got, have come out. You got older I and lost know. the magic. I, I guess so. I mean, I lost the magic you need to of get my back youth. To that I mean, child. I, you need like some Peter Pan touch, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Get back to the the root of it all. Hey, to be fair though, we've all invested enough time in Animal Crossing to beat like a major AAA title, like. If you really look at video games in general, I think I've put in more than my fair share of just time. Just one? I put in almost 500 hours into this game. Just one just one AAA maybe, title? <laughs> maybe because it feels like a grind. I mean, it's it's kind of why I stopped playing Destiny. It started feeling like a grind. Yeah, you got to get on, like, you got to wait daily to move buildings. Like, terraforming wasn't as smooth as I had hoped it would be. 
Um, I don't know. I guess just that stuff bothered me. Yeah, if you wanted to put something somewhere and then later on as you were terraforming, you wanted to move a building or something, yeah, you got to wait a day. And it was just, I guess, trying to just get on every day and make it all, I got to get on Animal Crossing today because I got to do this or this is going to be moved. And I don't know. It just seemed like more of a pain in the ass than it was before. Well, if you, on like, you, know, when if I, you play the game not the way that it's intended and just like you know log in do what you want to do and that's that's what jessica's been doing like time travel she'll log in each day move her building kind of terraform until she gets bored do what she wants to do and then jumps to the next day and then moves a building does what she wants to do and then just keeps playing like if you play the game in that sense like now that all the content has been added for the holidays you, you know uh, clearly they're going to have a plan to add new things as the uh as the months and year goes on like like we talked about there a few minutes ago but what's already in there now you could get through an entire year in game and, and see a lot of stuff so if you play it that way it would go a lot quicker it's just a pain dude I mean, to have to reset the clock on your system just to enjoy other features of the game, it, 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 for someone like me, it's definitely an inconvenience. For someone like you, you're so used to it and dedicated, it's probably not a big deal. But to me, it's I've been doing it since the original, though. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, uh, it does it, It's never bothered me. I've time traveled since the beginning. Well, I wish I know. could time travel in life. Me too. I'd go back <laughs> several years, redo go it back all to again. When I had hair. Redo it all again. Make better choices. I'll, t- I'll tell you, honestly, the funny part about this conversation is the biggest part of Animal Crossing New Horizons that was you know, appealing to me was I felt like I was really tapping into that nostalgia factor. Like I was time traveling back to being 15 years old and being in Kyle's house at 5 a.m. waking up to go fish so I could get the the barred knife jaw out of the ocean, you know, but it just it didn't capture that same essence for me. I I miss that. I, if there was a way to have that back, I'd be playing Animal Crossing New Horizons every day. I feel that. It was it was so much fun to share a system with your boys and like log in and like mess around and and just kind of like share the town and I I feel like if there's an easier way to enjoy the multiplayer, that's that's my big gripe with Nintendo and that's why I have strayed away from the Switch system is the online features are so archaic. I feel like Animal Crossing suffers but you know from that joining someone's town is so long it takes forever it's just kind of like it's the 56k of multiplayer gaming these days and if they could tune that up i'd be a lot bigger into nintendo products right now i agree with that i i think nintendo you know is more suited for single player which is typically what i do on there anyway but, or couch um, co-op or, or you know like co-op. yeah you know very like in-person social gaming and so good for them for you know killing it through the pandemic because no one's hanging out in person and they're still selling like hotcakes yeah i mean fucking discord servers are still going strong as ever for animal crossing new horizons i see people still talking about the turnips and i mean this game is still on fire man so it's crazy that's been it's been a year but hell it's been a crazy year so uh, Who's that we, guy that we used to follow? Was circle. it the Wyatt King or something like Wyatt that? Wyatt King, yeah, Wyatt yeah. King, man. <laughs> I, I think he stopped playing the game right before I did, actually. Yeah, yeah. He, that so. guy, that guy hooked us up. He hooked us know? up big time with with them turnip yeah. prices. So I he was, still he was, think there's probably going to be 
a fairly large DLC pack coming I do to Animal too. Crossing. I think we're going to get a major expansion to this game. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I think like a new island or like not necessarily make, like a new island for you island to cultivate. Bigger. They could make the island bigger, but what I'm what I'm more thinking is like how city folk had that city that you could go to by going up past sure. the uh, train station. I'm thinking they're eventually going to add at that dock a boat that will take you elsewhere. With like, how to, successful to this game has been, it would be it would be criminal to not do something similar to that. Yeah, like, you know, different islands that you could go visit and, like I said, not necessarily decorate yourself, but that would already be deck. Kind of like Harv's Island, you know, you go there and, you know, it's just his house, but there would be these bigger islands that you could go explore, maybe have some exclusive bugs, or because it would be a way to add new things without changing the player's island as well. So they could add new things like that too. Uh, I am curious how this game is going to evolve now that um, now that we are at that one year anniversary and like, and like Kyle, you were just saying, well, you know what they're going to do for expansions. There could be some some really big things that pull a lot of people back in, you know, if they just if they just do it. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. But I'm looking forward to it as well. That music right there before we close out the show means it's time for a little kickstart my heart. Kyle and Sean, this Woo! one is dedicated to you. <laughs> More Kyle than Sean, I think, though. A free-to-play strategy game for PC featuring powerful armies, smooth controls, and godlike spellcasting commanders known as Immortal Gates of Pyre. Uh, yeah, so if you're a fan of StarCraft, Kyle, I think you're going to like this one. Yeah, this is interesting, man. Large armies clash across three worlds for control of an ancient of ancient relics and powerful magics. Lead your nation of choice as an immortal, a godlike commander capable of wielding the devastating energies of the God Star Pyre. Build your base, raise your army, and wage war against your foes in solo, cooperative, and competitive modes. Secure victory for your empire through strategy, tactics, and fine unit control. With a wealth of game modes and scenarios ranging from relaxed to fierce, Immortal brings the glory of battle to every gamer. Um, scrolling down here, it says, After millennia, the ancient gates of Pyre awaken, joining the three worlds of Shale, Nuath, and Zur once more. Across creation, nations race to secure these ancient portals to defend their territory and conquer distant lands. Who will you lead? In the turmoil of this age, you assume the role of an immortal to command battles for your nation. Capture resources, build bases, train armies, and lay siege to ancient strongholds to secure the, uh, to secure the future of your people. Each faction embodies the might of a nation, offering distinct strengths. Take to the field with unique soldiers, beasts, war machines, or angels at your command. Once you select your faction, you will choose from that faction's immortals. Each immortal further enhances your options through signature powers and special forces. Choose which immortal best reflects your strategy and ethos. So there's a ton of different stuff here on like some of the ones you can choose, different factions. Um, let's see here, there's five. The Kuroth. Aru, Jora, Hurlesh, and Iratek are the, uh, the the factions that represent the many civilizations of creation. It says within these nations, players find the immortals, unit structures, and upgrades they will use to secure victory in game. And it goes on to um, tell you a bit about each one of these different uh, factions and some of the immortals that you can control within those factions. Kyle, as we continue to scroll down here. Chime in as someone that's a big fan of StarCraft. What are you initially seeing here? This, I mean, obviously takes a lot of 
a lot of inspiration from StarCraft. It looks like it takes a lot of in- inspiration from a lot of different strategy games, even games like League of Legends. Absolutely. Um, With the different immortals and stuff and different exactly, champions yeah. that you could get in League of Legends, yeah. There are there are some things that that really have me questioning, you know what they what they're planning on doing um not revealing all of the factions and the and the different paths of the factions is is concerning not concerning but that's going to make or break a game like this is if they can actually balance a five faction game system um warcraft 3 always really struggled with four uh starcraft has always struggled with three having a three faction system and balancing that against each other and not making it a paper rock scissors is really difficult you know and so then four was a big struggle for warcraft and and i can't think of too many games that have that have successfully done it with more than that so so five is is a huge burden a huge challenge if they could pull it off that'd be amazing uh but one of the things if you look down at the timeline on the kickstarter page they're not even planning on releasing a few of the factions until launch they're not even beta testing a couple of the factions which is oh that's not a that's not a good sign you know so so, i mean balance makes and breaks games like this because the alpha is two factions four immortals four pvp maps the beta is three factions and then at launch all five are available so yeah games are are if you want this game to be huge then it has to be balanced that's the only way that it'll live people won't play an unbalanced real-time strategy game because it relies too much on on skill so it's just it 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 makes me nervous that being said it looks really really good and it's by a team that's really dedicated and and passionate about this style of game they did you see did you read how they met they met like on on team liquid.net um like freaking 10 15 years ago (laughs) yep I thought that was pretty cool. I, it seems like they have a strong love for this style of game, and I hope that they pull off what they want to do here because it seems really ambitious and it seems really cool, though, and especially because, you know, Blizzard has no intention of doing anything with StarCraft right now. Right. Um, th- this would help fill that gap because otherwise, you know, you're just, you know, you're just playing League of Legends, which well, I saw having, Sean doing the other day. Having co-op... And and single player missions is obviously a, a big get as well for a lot of people. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I I think it's also pretty brave to, and obviously it's paid off for them, but pretty brave to put a, a free to play game on Kickstarter. That's true. That's true. But it's paid off. I mean, it's obviously paid off, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> they've got they've got what ninety some odd thousand dollars pledged to this game already, right? My, Sean, what yeah. are you thinking though? Like, like we just talked about, you uh, just played League of Legends the other day. I know you're really into the style of game as well. What do you What do you see in here? I feel like for me, I enjoy the strategy of controlling one unit as opposed to an army of two hundred, and that's the part that I always struggled with with StarCraft. Is and I have no problem admitting this. I just don't have the bandwidth to do that all in real time. You got the and juice, so, Sean. I just don't have the the juice, juice, baby. I ain't got the juice. So the issue for me is can they find a way to mix the two to where you have the benefits of StarCraft and League of Legends in this game? If you do that, it's gold. Because I I know a lot of people who enjoy League of Legends because it is kind of RTS, but they don't have to focus on so much unit progression. It's more item build, and it's a little easier for people to... You know, be immersed in the experience of upgrading just one unit. So, I love the idea of this game. I think it's ballsy to put it out 
especially nowadays because I feel like RTS games have definitely gone into oh, they've, decline. They've declined in popularity, hardcore. <laughs> and it's free to play, which is like, wow, that's even ballsier because you got to have people coming in and doing like, you know, contributions to specific features of the game, not just buying the game. So I'd be interested to see. I mean, if it's free, I, I wouldn't be opposed to downloading it and checking it out. It's already funded, so it's awesome. You know, I, I for me, I would much rather prefer like you know, smaller armies, not 200 like the traditional Blizzard formula and have hero units like, you know, like they're showing off. That That's right up my alley. Dan, do you have any interest in this or no? Um, I don't think so. Because I, uh, I know I there are that, some strategy games that you like, but I, there but, I, are. but I don't think it's this style. No, I don't think it is. Um, Man, I don't even know. I think I played StarCraft back in the You 90s. played the original, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yes, it was, yeah, the OG. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I don't think it's enough to pledge to. You know, maybe this is something I keep on my radar. But uh, no, I don't have... I uh, don't have much interest. Plus, because this is usually all, like, keyboard and uh, mouse yeah, stuff, right? It will absolutely yeah. be. And I'm still trying to get, you know, good with keyboard and mouse. But, uh, no, I mean, it looks it looks fun. It'd probably be fun to play with some people, but I, I, I don't think it'll be something I'll be pledging to. So the interesting thing here, though, because it is something that we've mentioned a few times since talking about Immortal Gates of Pyre. We've mentioned it. You know, it's a game on Kickstarter, but it is a free-to-play game. So you look at the pledges, and because you know typically you pledge five or ten bucks, and that gets you a copy of the game. So you look at what they're giving away for the tiers, and it makes a ton of sense for the style of game. So if you typically look like if you look at the five dollar tier, that's where you would typically get a copy of this game. But instead, you're getting an immortal token, which you can use to unlock an immortal and their faction within the game. So awesome. I think that's where some of the microtransactions are going to come into play as well for this. Yeah, definitely. By, okay. by unlocking, you know, immortals and um, making money for them that way. You know, as, as the game goes on, they're going to add new characters that you'll have to pay to unlock or, you know, pay to get tokens to unlock them. Um, if you look at the next tier after the $5 tier, it jumps up to 30 You get two beta keys and then two immortal, to, uh, uh, two additional immortal tokens. So you would get three total. Um, I'm wondering how much it would be after the Kickstarter campaign, like when the game releases. Uh, they're they're targeting what June of next year, I think, or somewhere around there in terms of the actual release date. Some summer, maybe? Did I see? I see September. Yeah, somewhere around there. I think there, there's a couple different dates. There's um, oh, there's, yeah, a, December there's a September. There's a June. There's a December. So sometime toward the end of next year, when this game comes out, I'm curious how they'll uh, price the immortals within the game for those that maybe you know just downloaded it several months after it came out. I'm curious what that price point will be. But like Kyle, like you were saying, if done correctly, this game could be really successful. It's already raised ninety-seven thousand two hundred forty-four U.S. dollars. They were looking for thirty-one thousand three hundred thirty-seven, eleven hundred backers, and still thirty days to go. So this hit its goal really, really fast. Go check it out. Kickstarter.com. Name of the game is Immortal Gates of Pyre. If you're a fan of RTS games, if you're a fan of StarCraft, if you're a fan of League of Legends, there's a lot to like here. You probably will enjoy it. But that is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show today. And Kyle. 
Bell, you do get the honors of closing us out. But before you do, we do have to give our third and final clue for Sev's clues on the episode today. And no, the third and final clue will not always come after Kickstart My Heart. I am going to mix it up so that way you can't just jump to a specific spot in guests. But your third and final clue on the podcast episode today is Rewind Time. Remember to check the Discord server tomorrow for the fourth clue and then on Tuesday for the fifth clue and the first person to post which game we're looking for will earn themselves a game key. We are going to do something fun for everybody that wins Sev's Clues each week as well. What I'm thinking is every time you win Sev's Clues, it gets you an entry into a hat. And basically, before every Thunderdome, this would be starting for Q3 Thunderdome. So basically, because we're getting ready to do Thunderdome next week on the podcast for Q2. So that would be April. So July, beginning of July would be the start of Q3. So probably near the end of April, once we have everybody that's won each week and says clues, each win gets you an entry into a hat. And right before Thunderdome, I'm going to pick somebody out of the hat. And then you are going to get to participate in Thunderdome theoretically, on the Level Down Games podcast. You won't be here physically, but basically what I'll do, I'll send you a list of all the games that are going to be in Thunderdome in advance. You can pre-rank those based on your own hype, and we'll actually include your list as an official list with everybody else's list for Thunderdome each time. So there is incentive to try and win, not only to get yourself a game key, but also to participate in Thunderdome with us on the Level Down Games podcast. So, hopefully there is more participation than the last time we tried something with the uh, Nintendo Switch online game. But guys, that'll take us to the end of the show this week. A jam-packed show. We did it. We were all here. And uh, to close us out, it's Gary V. Oh, wait, no. It's Kyle. It's me. I'm Well, I'm basically Gary V. What? An, inte- oh, an intellectual, you mean? An intellectual. A, a, a scholastic... Acad- acad- academician. What's the, what's that word? Ac- oh, academician. Academician. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> no, you know what? We've had a really good run of. Do you understand the word? Jesus. We've had a really good run of Media Files episodes lately. Just did a really good episode uh, with Bed Roth, host of VGM, uh, or Very Good Music, a VGM podcast, and friend of the which, show. Which is posting today, spoiler alert, because I didn't get a chance to edit it yet. That's okay. We we recorded it late. Did a, did a really good episode with him. Have another upcoming episode with Andre from the Backseat Directors podcast. Following that, another really good episode coming with Chris from the podcast next door. So, so lots of crossover episodes from other podcast hosts coming, uh, but lots of new content. And uh, go check it out. The Media Files, wherever you download podcasts. This episode of the Level Down Games podcast has been brought to you by leveldowngames.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review, regardless of where you're listening. If you want more of us, check out youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and make sure you subscribe with notifications on, as well as twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames, again, with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media, as well as to our Discord server, and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode.
Oh yeah.